Well, thank you, Sarah, and uh, the rest of the praise team. Uh, thank you for every week for contributing and sharing uh, your talents and leading us in worship. And, uh, uh, boy, we look around our world today, one thing we're certain of is that uh, people do need the Lord. People do need Jesus in a, in a mighty way. And uh, like Cal said, uh, when this was originally set up, uh, uh, he was going to be out this week, and it was kind of hopeful that uh, 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 he would be able to go out of town and go, go uh, uh, visit family and do fun things, and uh, that just hasn't come to pass. As, as For most of us throughout this summer, our plans have been really just uh, uh, taken aback, just set aside and and... They've been changed. We, we've had to adjust on the fly and go with it. And, uh, and uh, you know, everything, going back to when everything was shut down and locked down and nothing was open, you know, and, and then we discovered how important some things was. I know one of the lessons that I learned through all that was uh, uh, I, I, I didn't realize this. And I didn't understand how important a pedicure was. Because uh, Jan's back there shaking her head still today. She can't get off. I, 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 when, when the salons and things like that shut down, she couldn't get a pedicure. And uh, it, was, it was awful. I never knew. And so I, I learned a big lesson through that, how important a pedicure is. You know, it just it never, never, never occurred to me. You know, I know... I know when uh, uh, going through that, with, uh, uh, when the barber shops were closed, you know. I don't know. This is mainly for the guys, okay, us, us guys. How many of the guys here, while all that was going on, the barber shops were closed, you texted Kyle and said, man, I sure miss the barber shops being open. How about you? <laughs> and uh, he would text back, ha, ha, but I don't, I, somehow I don't think he was laughing with me the way, the way I was having fun with him. And uh, despite all that, that harassment that he took from me, uh, he still turned the pro pulpit over to me today. I don't, but, uh, but I do appreciate it. It's always a blessing to give a, a message from God's Word, go to God's Word together with you and, and just share a little bit of what God's laid uh, on my heart. And, and when Kyle and I, we set this up, I, I just told him, I said, do you want me to just continue on take the next uh, uh, set of verses a passage out of mark he said yeah just do that and that's what we're going to do this morning it's going to be the next set of verses mark 6 beginning with verse 7 through 13 and it is like sarah uh, talked about in her prayer where jesus uh, uh summons the 12 and then he sends them out in in pairs and so we have the passage up on the on the on the screen here so you can follow along with that but Kyle likes to have us stand for honor God's Word. So let's do that this morning, okay? Let's stand and read God's Word from the Gospel of Mark this morning. It says, He summoned the twelve and began to send them out in pairs and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the road except a staff, no bread, no traveling bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not put on an extra shirt. He said to them, whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that place. If any place does not welcome you or listen to you, when you leave there, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. 
So they went out and preached that the people should repent. They drove out many demons, anointed many sick people with oil, and healed them. Let's go to the Father in prayer. Father, we come before you this uh, morning. Father, we just thank you for your word where you, you speak to us about uh, uh, your drawing us together and ultimately what you're sending us out to do. Call people to repentance. So, Father, this morning we just give ourselves over to you. We open up our hearts to you to hear what you truly want to say to us this morning through your word. Father, you've already spoken to us through song. What a wonderful blessing that is. And so, Father, we just uh, uh, want to continue worshiping you through the reading and de delving into your word this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat. Now, we've got all this new fancy sound equipment going here. Am I coming through, Vernon? I'm doing all right. You think so? Okay. I hope so. So... But in this passage here that we have today, uh, we do see that, that Jesus summoned the twelve to him. And uh, he summoned his followers together uh, around him. He, he summoned him. He called his disciples together, much like we have here today. We have a few here today sprinkled around. We're looking pretty good this morning. Uh, Jesus summoned us here today. Did he not? He did. You're here because Jesus called you to be here. Uh, I, I, at least I hope so. Even those that are, are, are viewing through the internet this morning. Uh, you, you turned on your computer and tuned in with us to follow along with us because Jesus summoned you. He summons, brings us together as, as his people. And, and so Jesus, just like, just like he did with the disciples uh, and his followers in that day, Jesus summoned us here together today. As, as his church family. And so we're here today. And then he, 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 he after he summons them, he, he sends them out in pairs. He sends them out in twos. So, so Jesus, Jesus we, we're summoned here together, but then Jesus sends us. Sends us where? Where does Jesus send us? It's a good question to be asking today. Where's Jesus sending us? Because if we come together as, as the people of Christ and as the family of God together and we worship here together, Jesus has summoned us, we're going to walk out that door and we're going to go somewhere and he is sending us somewhere. Let's get a little bit more personal. Let's, let's get it personal. I mean, after all, Jesus, Jesus died for us personally, did he not? He wants to have a personal relationship with us, does he not? Where is Jesus sending you today? Where is Jesus sending you next week? Next month? It's a good question to be asking. Because I think if we don't ask that question and we don't, we don't get some feedback from him on where he's sending us, then we're just wondering aimlessly and I don't really think that that's the Christian life. One of the things that you know about me, you know 
that I love to share, especially if you're in, in the Sunday school class that I teach, is that God is a God who does things on purpose and with a purpose. If you want to be a part of experiencing God, that's one of the, the main things that that lesson's all about is, is God just doesn't go aimlessly from accident to accident. He does things on purpose and with a purpose. And he calls us to that purpose. It's, he calls us to get involved in the purpose, get involved in the work that he's doing. Where is Jesus sending you today? Because if he's sending you, you might want to know where you're going. At least I, I, I like to. Let's get a little bit more personal. Let's take it and put a little different twist on it. Not only where, where, where is he sending you, who is he sending you to? Because I guarantee you, Jesus loves people and he died for people. If he is sending you somewhere, he's probably sending you to someone. Who is he sending you to? Let me tell you something. If you don't have an answer to, the, to, to those two questions, I encourage you to, to get along with God in prayer and be asking those questions. Get some honest feedback from Jesus on what are you doing and where are you sending me to? And, but in the big picture of things, we've asked that question. God, we want to get personal with it. Where are you sending me to? Who are you sending me to? But let's look at the big picture of it in, in, in the theological sense of it. And, and ask, answering the question, Jesus sends us, where is he sending us? He's sending us to the fields of harvest. He's sending us to the fields of harvest. And the fields of harvest are on the enemy's ground. One of the things that I see in this passage here, and, and, and kind of it's subtly there, you know, we, we kind of get, get, get focused in on, on Jesus sending, Jesus sending out. And, and, but one of the things I see that we're all too aware of this, in, in this day and age, in, in, uh, in our society, in our culture, is that we're being sent on in, in, out into the fields of harvest. The fields of harvest are on the, the enemy's ground. Jesus is sending us to a battlefield. I see, I see Jesus taking a moment to teach a little bit about spiritual warfare right here in this passage. Now notice, Jesus knows where he's sending us to. He's sending us out on enemy ground. He's sending us into the battlefield. But nonetheless, he, he sends us. He doesn't say, oh, that, that's, that's a nasty place out there in that world. I'm not sending you. No, Jesus says, no, no, we're going to go there. And why are we going to go there? Because that's where lost folks is at. That's why we're going to go there. And so, so we see here that, that not only in the big picture of things, is Jesus sending us somewhere to somebody. He's, he's sending us out into the fields of harvest, and the fields of harvest are on the enemy's ground. Well, how should we do combat on the battlefield? That's where he's sending us. How are we going to do that combat? First thing. <laughs> First thing, how are we going to com do combat on the, on the battlefield? And, and I think Christians miss this point. You've got to acknowledge you're on the battlefield. 
A lot of Christians aren't even doing that. You got to acknowledge where you're at. You got to acknowledge we're not home yet. As good as it is to be here at church and good as it is to fellowship with fellow believers, we're not home yet. We're on our way home. And on the way home, we go through a battlefield. First thing, and that's a basic of any kind of counseling. Any of you that know anything a little bit about counseling, is the first thing you acknowledge. First thing you acknowledge in, 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 is, is the reality of the situation. You're not going to do anything unless it, it acknowledges reality. Acknowledge reality. This is where we're at. This is what we're doing. We're on, we're on the enemy's territory. We're on a battlefield. Spiritual warfare is where we're at. I think it's the first thing we need to do. Just acknowledge that. Not play any games about it. There is an enemy out there. He does, he does, as the scripture says, he does prowl around like a roaring lion, seeking those whom he may destroy, seeking those whom he may deceive, seeking those whom he may take with him into the depths of hell. Acknowledge the reality of what we're up against. Acknowledge the reality of where we're actually at, where we're actually living and ministering in. You know what I did, Kyle? I just realized this. I missed your big idea, didn't I? Yeah, I wanted to include the big idea, but we won't go back to it. The big idea is, did it come up on the screen? I wasn't even watching. Okay, Kyle's taking care of me. He's here taking care of me. Yeah, the big idea. We live and minister on a, on a, on a spiritual battlefield. But we we're already well into that. We know the big idea. But we've got to acknowledge the big idea. We live and minister on a spiritual battlefield. And spiritual warfare is, is what's going on around us. Look at our society today. Look at the culture. What's going on in the culture today? And you won't tell me there's not spiritual warfare going on? You want to tell me that the, that the, 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 the foundation of of everything that's going on, the way our society is being ripped at and torn at, the violence that we're seeing going on, that, that ultimately the bottom line foundational issue is that you see a lot of people that just simply need Jesus. People need the Lord. That's the foundation of what we see going on. Spiritual warfare. It's a spiritual problem. It's a heart problem. Ultimately, what's going on in our society and, if, and, and with, with uh, uh, individuals, with people. So, first thing, acknowledge where we're at and what's going on around us. And then, and then we notice this. This is one of the things that I see in this. Where the second step and what we need to keep in mind, how we're going to do combat on the battlefield that is also the harvest field that Jesus sends us to. And, and that's where we notice that Jesus sends us out in pairs. That's one of the big things that you, you, you realize in this, that you see in this, and we get focused in on. He sent them out in pairs. He sent them out in twos. And, uh, and I, I know so, sometimes uh, we think of what Jesus might have had in mind when he did that, when he sent them out in twos. And we think of, of a passage, it's over in Deuteronomy, uh, where, where it, Jesus, God is giving Moses the law for the society. And he says, he says, you can't convict someone on the testimony of one person. There must be two. 
And, and maybe that's what Jesus had in mind when he sent the uh, disciples out in twos, that there would be two witnesses uh, 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 giving testimony to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and what God is, 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 called, is calling people to repentance. So there will be two witnesses. I, I, that's, that may be so. I don't know. But I really wonder if maybe there's not another Old Testament passage that, that Jesus had in mind when he sent them out in twos. And it comes from Ecclesiastes. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4.9. And I, I, I believe I'm going to pop up there. Yeah. You may be familiar with it. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their efforts. For if either falls, his companion can lift him up. Man, look at this, though. But pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. Also, if two lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one person alone keep warm? And if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. One thing that we need, keep in mind, we need, need to be focused on it when we're, that we're being sent out into the harvest field, which is on the enemy grounds, which is on the battlefield, and there's spiritual warfare going on around us, is that that should, should encourage us to build close relationships with brothers and sisters in Christ. Jesus, Jesus gives, summons us here to build relationships so that when we go back out to where he's sending us to, we can encourage one another. We can, we can offer protection to one another. It says if, if one gets jumped on, the other, the other can, can jump in there and help him. Uh, 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 and that you will have a good reward for your efforts. I think this is why Jesus sent them out in twos. We, we need brothers and sisters that we're close to, that we can turn to, that we can pray with on a regular basis. Brothers, you know, and when you think about the battlefield and you think about soldiers, you know, if you've seen those movies, you ever seen movies, you watch combat movies before? Ladies, y'all watch combat movies before? But, but when, when, is, when is the scene when there's, there's lots of tension? You know, it gets real tense. And, and it's when, when a, a soldier, for whatever reason, he's gotten cut off from the rest and he realizes he's, he's alone in enemy territory. And that's when, that's when the music gets real tense, you know. And it gets, you know, it's like, oh, oh, and you just know something bad going to happen here, man, because he's alone on the battlefield. He's, he's gotten cut off from the others. Well, you, you don't want that to happen in, the, in, in your walk with Christ. You don't want that to happen in, in, in the reality of the world we're living in. You don't want to find yourself out there all alone looking around and say, Oops, I don't have anybody with me. Nobody's got my back. When they go out, they, you know, and one basic foundation of combat of soldiers is that you never go anywhere alone. You at least got two, and somebody, somebody's got your back, and you got somebody else's back. Somebody's watching out for you. There's the buddy system. Well, we need, we need that in, in our spiritual lives. We need that in our lives with Christ. We need that person that we know is going to have our back in prayer. 
We need, I know I got that person in my life. I got a person in my life that right now, if I picked up my phone and texted him, and I just said, I need your prayers. He wouldn't even ask what for. He would just, he would, he, he's, he's, a, he's a police officer. He would text me back 10-4. You know, that would be what he would, he would come back at me with. He wouldn't even ask what it, what's it about, what's going on. He would just say 10-4. Got it. I'm on it. I got that person in my life. You need to have someone. And, and let me tell you something. As, we, as I talk about this, as, as, as we cover this, we talk about Jesus sending us out in, pray, in pairs. As I talk about this, if you think to yourself, I don't have that person in my life. I don't have anybody that I, I really, I know that if I'm struggling with something, I can, I can ask them to pray for me. Or if I need something, I can call them. Even if it's just to talk about uh, uh, a sermon I heard on Sunday, something I came across in God's Word and I want to talk to him about, whatever it might be, or, or something's really bothering me. Uh, uh, I don't have that person. Let me encourage you this. You need to do this right now. You need to get, get with Jesus and say, who is that person for me? God, take me. I, I guarantee you, God will answer that prayer pretty quick. God, take me to, to, to someone who will be that person in my life. Who is the one I'm supposed to get paired up with that I know has got my back so that, so that when, when, when I, I find myself alone on in the enemy territory, I, I know I'm not. I got that person right there with me. Who is that person? If you don't have one, ask Jesus for one. And say, Jesus point him out, point her out to me so that I know who that, that one is for me. But I find this real interesting. It's down at the, down at the, the end of that passage we looked at in Ecclesiastes. You know, because it, in that passage in Ecclesiastes, it talks about two. Two are better than one. They have a good reward for their work. One jumps him, you've got somebody else to, to pick him up if he falls down and you keep warm. Um, but then it, it wraps up talking about three. Did you catch that? A cord of three strands is not easily broken. What's that third one? Didn't Jesus say, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, behold, I am there also? Jesus is that third one that's in there with the pair. Let me tell you something. If you don't have other believers that are helping you, encouraging you, building you up in your faith walk, you're going to be easily broken. You're going to become an easy target for the enemy. And one of the things with that, when we get caught alone, and why we need others with us to be paired up with, uh, 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 when we're sent out, uh, that we have close relationships with, is, is for that encouragement. I think that's why Jesus sent them out in pairs also. Because let me tell you something, uh, uh, when, when you are trying to do spiritual warfare all alone, all by yourself, you're trying to be the Lone Ranger, 
Let me tell you something. You find out that, that discouragement is Satan's favorite weapon to use on you. You'll get discouraged. You'll get discouraged. You need someone that will encourage you. That's, that's when, when you do text him about something going on in your life or something you're dealing with. A lot of times also they'll come back with a scripture passage. Hey, brother. Hey, sister. Remember what the Lord said here? He said this. Don't get discouraged. Keep fighting. Keep being persistent. It's one of the things we talked about in our Sunday school lesson this morning over there is, is about the widow who was persistent in prayer. You got somebody else who's with you who's going to be persistent in whatever it is that the Lord challenges us with that we're persistent and being faithful even though we are on the enemy's territory. So Jesus sends them out in pairs and we need to remember that. We need to go in pairs. But Jesus sends them out with something as well. He not only sends them out with somebody, he sends them out with something, doesn't he? What does he send them out with? He sent them out with authority. Send them out with authority. Now, here in this particular passage, he talks about how he sent them out with authority over unclean spirits and over, over sickness and, and things like that. You know, and I think a pretty good argument could be made that in this particular instance, when it talks about that authority, this was, was a one-time deal. And I wouldn't make that argument. For in, in a specific way, this was, was a specific authority that, that Jesus specifically gave to 12 men who he divided up and sent out in pairs. But I, I, I want to I I tell you something. Uh, uh, Jesus does send us with authority as well. It's just right here. Jesus sends us with authority, and, and this is it right here. That's why, that's why we need to be in the Word. We need, what, what does God tell us he, we need to do with this authority? He says, I want you to write it on your heart. That way you got it when you need it. You don't, you don't have to wait or, or even get out your phone. If you got it on your phone, you, you look up scriptures on your phone. You don't even have to take a moment and scroll through and try to find it. You, you got it written on your heart. Let me tell you something. Another reason why is you don't have any guarantee you're always going to have this with you. This right here. That's why we need, need to, as, as individuals, we need to be writing it on our heart. Let me tell you something. Satan can do a lot of things. Satan can take a lot of things with, away from you. Satan can take, could take this away from us in some way, some fashion. But if it's written on your heart, he can't take it away from you. You always got it where you can fall back on. You always got, you always got a scripture passage that you can fall back on. And one like, I'm in need of help. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I got that on my heart. I don't have to take a moment and, and look it up. This right here is the authority. This right here, the, the Word of God. We need to be scheduling a regular time to be in this, this authority that God has given us. Learning it and mining it and, 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 and studying it. Praying over it. We need to be getting a, 
getting with the commander-in-chief of the authority and getting our orders from him. Again, back to, where are you sending me? Who are you sending me to? And let me go with your authority. This right here is the authority that we are sent out onto the battlefield with. This right here is the authority over unclean spirits. This right here is the authority for souls sick with sin. This right here is, is, is the authority that we fall back on calling sinners to repentance. Jesus sent them out in pairs. And he says, I give you authority. I'm sending you somewhere to someone, and I'm sending you with authority. And it's a battlefield. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the ends of the earth, is what he said. But it says, as they went out in pairs, they preached that people would come to repentance. This right here is the authority for that we go out in pairs. We go out into that battlefield. We don't preach our word. We don't preach the Baptist word. We preach his authoritative word that says there is salvation in only one name, and that's the name of Jesus. God's will for your life ultimately is that you come to know him in what? Repentance. That's the authority that we take with us. The authority of this word that has the authority to cut to the marrow of the soul. That's what it says. This right here, this authority has the power to cut to the marrow of of the bone of the soul. Let me tell you something. We'll talk about being out on the battlefield, being out on and doing spiritual warfare. And when we when we wield the authority that has been given to us, you know what the, the authority says? The authority says that when we pull out the word of God, Satan flees. When Jesus was tempted right after his baptism. It, 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 of all things, it says that the Holy Spirit led him out into the desert to be tempted. He goes out and he's tempted by Satan. He does some hand-to-hand -hand combat with Satan. How did Jesus do the combat? What did he use in the combat? The authority. Go look it up where, where Jesus is tempted in the desert. Each time Satan came at him with an attack, with a temptation, Jesus gave this right back to him. Ah, but the Lord says. Oh, but the Lord says. Well, the Lord says. Brothers and sisters, we need to know what the Lord says. We don't need to preach our word. We need to preach his word for repentance of sin.
every week. Kyle puts a prayer up there on the screen. Let's put it up there again because it's a good one. It's, it's just, it's, it's not the prayer or anything like that. You know, oftentimes, I know where you come from. You come to, you want to come to Jesus and you're like, I know I need something, but I don't know why. I know I need to say something, but I don't know how. This is just a sample. This is just, just something for you to follow along with. And, and a prayer of repentance, just basically coming in agreement with God and what he says in his authority here. My life is broken. I realize it's because of my sin. The one thing you truly own in this life is your sin. That's one thing that truly does belong to you. All the rest ultimately belongs to God. But one thing that's yours is your sin. I realize it's because of my sin, and I need you. What's the next page there? What comes up next? Kyle? Ah, I believe Christ came to live, die, and was raised from the dead to rescue me from my sin. Forgive me. I turn from my selfish ways and put my trust in you. I know that Jesus is Lord of all and I will follow him. And there's the number right there. You can text Kyle. You can call Kyle. Let me tell you something, though. Uh, if you know me, you see me throughout the week, you can talk to me, you can grab me. Uh, but even this morning, as we have a time of invitation, if you've prayed that prayer, you're the one that's come to repentance you, uh, uh, this morning. Kyle or myself, either one, we'd love to pray with you more about that. We'd love to, to begin uh, uh, building a relationship with you so, so that you can pair with us. It's not just a matter of you need us. Man, I might need you as a new believer to encourage me, to build me up, to be praying for me. We need each other. So as we have this time of invitation this morning, if whatever God's done in your life, you know what? It may be, it may be a fact this morning that uh, uh, one of the things that, that God's laid on your heart, you're like, I, I, I've, I have asked Jesus to forgive me of my sins, and I know he lives within me, but there's some things I, I haven't been doing. And one of the first things is I, didn't, I haven't followed in baptism. You don't come forward and follow him in baptism. We'd love to pray with you about that. We'd love to pray with you about maybe some challenge that you have in your life. Maybe, maybe it's a matter of what we originally talked about. I want to know where Jesus is sending me today. Love to pray with you about that. Me or Kyle, either one. So whatever it is that God's spoken to you about, we want to pray with you about it. We have this time of invitation. Let's go to the Father in prayer as, as Sarah comes and begins to lead us in song. Father, we come before you. And Father, we, we uh, were humbled, one thing, that, that you would use us. Simple sinners saved by grace. That you would use us to send us out to where you want to uh, uh, do ministry. That you would let us join you in what you're doing. Father, I'm humbled by it. Father, that you could use somebody like me. Father, I'm just, I'm just humbled by it. 
Father, this morning, show us where you're sending us. Father, show us who you're calling to repentance. Father, help us to remember the authority that we carry with us. Your holy word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.